0: Hello and welcome to Sangam Lit. This is Nandini Karki and in this episode we perceive the intrepid nature of a king as portrayed in Sangam Literary Work Purananur 37 penned about the Chola King Kulamutratthu tunjiya Killivalavan by the poet Marogattu Nappasalayar. Set in the category of Vagatine or King's Victory, the verse renders indirect praise by depicting the strength of an enemy king. Nanju Walgaitri Ainda Lesumanda Weha Vendiral Nagam Pukena Visambati Birapatrigi Pasungodi Perumale Vidarahat Urum Yerindangi Pulguru Puntita Velvel Sinam Kelhani Chembi and Maruga karam kalitta gundukan agali idam karung kutattu udan tokku oodi yamum kolbavar sudar nil kaduvum kadumuran mudalaya nedinir ilanji semb ural porise semal moodur vambu aniyani vend agattu unmayin nalla ennaadu sidaitthal vallayal nedundagai cheruvattaani it's the golden age of the Chola King Killivalavan in these few Purananuru poems. In this song, we glimpse at the courageous and compassionate act of one of his ancestors. The poet's words can be translated as follows. Accompanied by fire in the sky appears thunder, akin to that thunder, which chases a five-headed furious cobra with poisonous white fangs inside a mountain cave filled with green creepers and destroys it. You arrive with your white speared ferocious army, O descendant of King Chembian, the righteous one, who allayed the suffering of a bird." In the deep moat filled with Karam, crocodiles, swimming together in the dark waters, these bitterly hostile animals bite at the bright shadows of the night guards. Near these huge ponds are fort walls coated with copper in that esteemed ancient town with the king, the owner of many a decorated elephant residing within. Without considering that these are fine and formidable, you are able to simply crush them in the battlefield, O mighty leader. Let us delve into the nuances in these words said to this much-celebrated Chola king. The poet starts by rendering a dynamic description of how the king arrived near a fort in the enemy land. He calls upon thunder which accompanies the fire in the sky, otherwise known as lightning, to demonstrate the effect. There was a strong belief in Sangam times that thunder destroyed snakes. This poet goes on to describe the snake to be a five-headed one with poisonous fangs. No matter how terrifying this sounds, even that snake is made to scurry away into the creeper-covered cave in the mountains when thunder roars in the sky, the poet details. After the description of how the king arrived like thunder upon the scene with his white speared army of soldiers, the poet offers an interesting nugget about an ancestor of the said king. The Chola king Killiwalevan is described as one who came in the line of Chembian, a king sensitive enough to slay the suffering of a little dub. To those who are not aware, this is the famous story of an ancient Tamil king, also referred to as Sibhich Chakravarti, one who gave away his flesh equal in weight to that of a dove so as to avoid an eagle's attack on the white bird. Next, the poet moves on to describe the enemy king's fort and first he zooms to the animals inhabiting the deep moats around this copper-coloured structure. He calls these as the Karam crocodiles which seem to lie in wait in the deep waters and bite at the shadows of guards who roam around at midnight. And the poet also talks about how the king who resides within that fort is the owner of many highly decorated war elephants. And yet, the Chola king seems to totally disregard the might of all these facets and destroys all the greatness of the enemy king in battle, the poet concludes. If we reflect on it in that first instance of thunder killing the snake, to tell about the magnificence of this thunder instead of the subject, the poet focuses on the object it acts upon which happens to be the snake. Likewise, when talking about the Chola king, instead of narrating any of his attributes, the poet focuses on the formidable fortress of the enemy. An interesting technique of indirectly praising someone by presenting the glory of the opponent they are standing up against. From such psychological nuances, let's turn to biology and investigate the mentioned Karam crocodiles. In India, you have three kinds of crocodiles the mugger crocodile or freshwater crocodiles, saltwater crocodiles, and the rare species of gharial crocodiles. I was intrigued to learn that the word gharial comes from a Hindi word gara meaning an earthen pot. The similarity in the words karam and gara struck me. Also, another interesting facet is that these gharial crocodiles are engraved in tablets found in Indus Valley excavations at Mohanjadaro. These are all simply facts that seem to suggest a subtle link between these two different cultures. However, at this point, these are just speculations and it is up to archaeologists, biologists and historians to unearth indisputable evidences of connections within All I can say with conviction is the awe and gratitude I feel for having learnt about this critically endangered animal found only in the northern part of the Indian subcontinent today because of a verse from the millennia-old literature from the south of this nation.